Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Sunny, welcome to the Tej Talks podcast again. Thank you for having me back. You know what? I normally introduce people and off the mic and say, this is this person, they done this. But you know what? What's the point? Like, we're boys. Can you introduce yourself, please? Save me the time. Go on. So, hi. 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 Uh, I'm Sunny Mahal, aka Mr. Sunshine. Uh, I'm a property developer. Um, I'm a mindset and business coach and entrepreneur with multiple businesses based in the Midlands. Just here living life, enjoying myself. Really. Living your best life, I think. Yes. So you came on the podcast, it was about a year ago, because the podcast has been live for 10 months. You came on a bit before, so pretty much around this time. Yes. Because you made a video in the garden. I you, gave you... You, you, you criticised my garden. No, I gave you constructive well, criticism. Is it, is it better now? It's, it's actually really nice. It took we'll do, a year. We'll, do, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a quick promo video in, in your garden <laughs> today to show people. But, you know, I think a lot has changed for you. In, in the past year, I think I've still seen you over the past year go at life with the same intensity and like tenacity that you always had before. Mm. But of course, you've changed as a person, things have changed. So, you know, on, and obviously this is a property podcast, but we're going to talk about mindset and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about business because that's your thing. Before you got into property, in case anyone hasn't listened to your other podcast, which, you know, what they do, and they should have. It's old now, isn't it? You've had loads You know, of it's nearly on a thousand, though. It's coming back up. It's having a renaissance. Yeah. And plus, because it was the first one, <laughs> I had the least views. Now he's a, he's a superstar himself, so I had to pay for him to be here. I'm joking. <laughs> you were a guinea pig at the start, but I was, yeah. someone's got to be. Before you go into property, give me a quick synopsis of what you were doing. So, we're, again, like from when I started in business to where I am now, I've uh, been in business for 14 years. So that's buying, selling, building businesses. Uh, so we bought our first one in 07. So that's 2007. 2007, uh, that's, that's how you say it. When course. I moved up from London up to Coventry. Uh, and then, yeah, before the last podcast, we had literally, I think it was probably about six to eight months prior to the podcast, we had sold all our businesses um, just to focus solely on land development. Full time. Okay. And... But before this, you didn't have any, you had a few buy for lets and stuff, right? Yeah, so I bought my first property in 2008. So when I say me, it was me and my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, We bought that at a auction, well, off-market auction, repossession property. Again, it was the first thing. Um, And yeah, that was our first one in 2008. Then over the years, we bought and sold, refurbed, rented out, and we did a commercial conversion as well without knowing. Okay, so you did kind of bits here and there. You definitely had some experience, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people are fearful <coughs> of land development. They're like, oh, it's so big. There's so much that can go wrong, which there is. And mm. it, it is big and it's big to think of. How did you go right? You know what? I've done bits here and there. I've done, you know, commercial conversion. I'm just going to do land. What gave you the confidence, I guess, to take that jump straight away? Uh, I To take that jump straight away, confidence was not there. I was still very, very, not scared, but just like, risk averse of like it's land i've never done it yes i've bought a house at auction like we all in property we normally start with a small buy to let or we do something but i was still a bit scared because and worried because i didn't know the whole process you see a piece of dead land 12 months later you see houses 
I was like, what, what goes in between? Yeah. Um, and I really, really wanted to do that because that has been my passion from the minute we bought the first house at auction. I said, buying these properties and getting drip fed back is not for me. I want to do the bigger stuff. And again, because we had done business, we were used to working hard, sacrificing time and things to actually make the wealth. Um, and then basically, when I joined up to do land development, I signed up with Lloyd, Girardi and Andy Cook at White Box. Yep, Lloyd's been on the podcast, everyone, so listen to that one. Yeah, um, so we did that and then literally just joined them, watched how they had done it, what mistakes they made, what they learned, followed that um, routine and structure, you could call it, uh, and on the mentorship and just went with it, man. Again, I always say like, if you want to do something, when you're on your own, like I was getting into land development, it was very like, hmm, lonely and a bit worrying. Mm. But then when you're doing it with like-minded people, it's still that a little bit, but not so much. You don't okay. focus on the negative, you start focusing on the positive. Yeah, it's true. You know, I've worked alone in recruitment for years and it's the second I met people in property and started networking, mm. you just become more positive naturally. You just yeah. change. Because most people around you are positive. If I hang out with you, I cannot be negative. No. Like, it's just impossible. Like, I just physically cannot. And I think people need people like you and us in their network to to show them these things, right? So... You, you went on a course, which you enjoyed. It obviously taught you a lot because yeah. of where you are now. If you had to paint a picture for the listeners and the viewers, what is your sort of, like, where are you at in property? What what does your portfolio look like? What's in the pipeline that you can share? What have you built? Like, just give me everything. Um, I'm not going to give you everything because, again, I always say, like, certain things that you do should be kept for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but project-wise, we're up to a combination of HMO rooms and new builds and refurbs, 48 units. So that's within about 10 months that was. Uh, well, I'd say nine to ten months actually, between March twenty eighteen and December twenty eighteen. So that was in that period. Um, what else are we doing? We've got a few new builds. Literally today, the timber frame has come up, been delivered to one of our sites in uh, Cambridgeshire. So that's all going to be starting to pretty much. Again, it's like when you're doing any land development deal, the starting, the paperwork, and the buying takes longer than the land build at yeah. points. Wow. Uh, once that's all done now it's literally like free flowing and my business partner and good friend Nick leading he's super ample experience to do that kind of stuff so he just literally takes it on and for him it's like for me like mindset coaching and business and public speaking that's second nature to me now because I've done it for so long same thing with him on the development side of things so he just knows with his eyes closed he can do and where did you meet him I met him at Whitebox okay so, so he was one of the mentors ah uh, okay so it's an interesting thing isn't it because like some people are kind of scared of networking or they don't want to go networking mm. but you can meet your business partner there you can meet someone who is the total opposite of you and skilled at things you don't know so <clears throat> but it's you- not even that like and i get you saying like you go to the mentorships and like masterminds and training programs and <clears throat> you can meet people there but i honestly i'm a firm believer you can meet the person that's going to help you get to the next level anywhere yeah, yeah yeah so many people are afraid of just like going down the shops and telling people yeah. what they do not random yeah. people but i mean like if you run into a friend or a family member or when you're out on a night out just like networking with different people tell people what you do off the back of that like i just explained to you that big site that we're looking at was just by telling uh, different people yeah never ever be scared of telling people what you want to do or what you're going to do and you know i think that is really important because you know you were saying people think when they see land when they see certain things they think oh sunny wants that they yeah, because they all know now. Because you've told them, you've drilled it into them. Mm. You also do it, you know, through social media, through your brand potentially as well. That people know, ah, Sunny, land, boom, this is him. Let me send it to him. And I'm, I'm the same with you. If I see something that I think you're like, I haven't got a clue what it, I'll just send it to you. Mm. And it's the little things, and that kind of relates to personal branding, 
is like being known for what you want. Yeah. Tell them what you want. If you want buy to let, tell people. They might seem basic, but if that's what you want, tell people. And again, by telling people, you're not buying it. You're just yeah. telling them. So many people are like, what if they say yes? Well, then you go to step two. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I need to raise the funds or I need to find yeah. the funds or how can I purchase it? How can I control the property? How can I manage it? There's mm. so many different ways. Yeah. So you have all, all these units and obviously that brings you financial freedom. It brings you enough to live off. It's great. You've created a foundation. And then I think now you're at a point where you're still working in your property business, yeah. but you're not necessarily pounding the pavements. You're not necessarily in the nitty gritty of it. Mm. How did you manage to transition to that? Because obviously that's one of your values, which is time. Yeah. How did you manage to transition to getting that freedom as such? Sacrifice. Okay. And the reason I say sacrifice is because when I started in land development for over a year, I was pounding the streets. I was going nuts. I was telling everybody what I'm doing. I was developing myself, trying to help people along the way. People that are one or two steps behind me, give mm -hmm. them advice so they come up. People that were doing better than me, learning from them. Um, just constantly out there all the time. Yeah. But I believe like there's every business has a stage stages, and I always look at like property as a business as well. Okay. So many people say I'm getting into property, and I'm just gonna. I'm getting into property, so I just look for that one deal. And I'm like, okay, once you've got that deal, what are you going to do after? One deal isn't going to change your life. No. Depending on what you're looking at, if it's land development yeah. or if it's a buy-to-let or HMO service accommodation, there's so many different ways you can go. But for me, it was a case of go hard for the first year or so and build the right team. And I think that's what's allowed me, because I'm very good at raising finance, uh, speaking to investors, networking, social media, building a brand so i do that and then mm. my business partners are awesome at the build side of things so we stick to doing what we're good at we still have regular meetings and we get updates of what's going on and stuff but it's not a case of i have to be in 10 places at once yeah you just have 10 people in different places yeah. that you trust and that you work with as well interesting so you mentioned a lot of stuff that we're going to get into but one of them was you know, you spent a year building that foundation now <coughs> A year, a month, six, whatever it is, it can seem like a long time to just build a, to just build a foundation on because mm. you're like, no, I want a deal, I want a deal. I mean, what advice could you give to people who are in your position who are like, oh, Sonny, like, yes, I want to spend a year building a foundation, but I also need a deal and I also need income. How, 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 how would you advise them? Set goals. Too many people, they have a goal in their head, <clears throat> but they don't get it out on paper. And again, writing is, we've been doing it since forever. You've got a thought, you've got, you want to talk to somebody. Before we had, we had phones, we would write to somebody. I've got mm. a feeling, I've got a thought, I want to get a message across, write it down. Now, like we've got so much going on in life and technology and social media and life is moving like lightning speed. And anything that we want to achieve, whether we want to buy our first buy to let, whether we want to raise finance, whether we want to build a business or have an idea and want to turn it into reality, write down your goal for that specific task. So if it's for investors, okay, cool, I need to write down my goal is for the next six months, I need to have two investors with 100,000 each. So, okay, write that down. Cool. Then work backwards. Just as we value land, value, um, analyze your goals that way as well. And you break it down backwards. Okay, cool. So, if I need to speak to, if I need to have two investors at the end, start now. How many networking events do I have to go to? How many hours do I have to spend on social media looking at the people that are doing what I want to be doing and potential partners? Then I can reach out to them like private one-to-one -one. Mm -hmm. then how many deals do i have to have analyzed to show these investors because every investor has a different criteria of investing as well i know some investors they just want to put money in and leave it mm -hmm. some people want it back within six months some people want it back within two years so it's very broad but i would say whatever goal you've got whatever you want to do turn it into a goal 
each individual goal. If you then want to go and find sites, then you say, okay, cool. I need two sites by the end of the year. Okay, cool. How many units are you looking at? Are you looking at any number of sites? Are you looking for minimum four units up to 30 units? That's what we sort of look at. So, okay, cool. That's that. Then location, right? That's where I look. Then I need to go out and speak to agents. Then I need to go out and speak to um, uh, my network who may have potential deals in that area. Then if I can't find them, then I can speak to sources. Then when I get the deals, how do I analyze them? Then I need to learn how to analyze them. Then when I offer on them, what sort of investors am I going to work with? Then you go to your investor goal. Then you bring the investor over here saying, okay, does this deal tickle your fancy? If they say yes, then you start saying, okay, how can we do a joint venture? Or we do a loan agreement? Yeah. See, I could go on all day, but it's just no, like it's, making it, goals yeah. and actually breaking it down. In essence, yeah, just break it all down. And I, you know what? It's interesting because when I, I made some <coughs> goals like a year ago. Yeah. And then I think I said, yo, show me your goals. Yeah, then, I remember that, yeah. And, then, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, so these are your goals for the next couple of years. And you were like, uh, they're for like the next six months. And I was like, Pfft. yeah, because they were huge, right? Mm. Now, okay, so you got, you know, you got Grant Cardone saying 10x everything, very American. Your goals are obviously huge and you're very like go big, right? Or go home type thing yeah. when it comes to goals. But how can someone who's less experienced than us, less experienced than you, you know, kind of new-ish in property, how can they make goals that are big enough also realistic enough like how how do you how help someone in that, in that situation what do they do it doesn't matter whether you are experienced in property or not because the actual goals that you want are very personal to you so some people say i need financial freedom of two thousand pounds a month some people say i want to buy a house or a watch or i want to go on a um uh, around the world trip with my family or i want to spend more time with my family or i want to work on my health and fitness and stuff like that set those goals then if you're looking to go into property say okay how can property help me achieve that yes because then you you, you don't want to just like say wake up and my goal is to have 10 buy to lets why like it doesn't matter why you need that kind of stuff so it's like okay what externally in my life do i need personally that's your goal then work out how property and if property can help you there as well because some like people that. a lot of people i get they come to me saying sonny teach me what you do in land development and i say okay cool like let's work out who you are and when we work out what they are and what skills and talents they have, I'd say probably about 40% of the people don't even want to get into property. They've actually got a really, really good business idea mm. or they actually hate the career that they're in. They love their career, but they hate the place they're in now. And then when we work out a plan, so, okay, you hate this place, but what about this company or what about this strategy or what about this business idea? They actually enjoy that more. Mm. And then I say, even when you've smashed your business and you've got money in there, then just use that money to invest in property. Be your yeah. own investor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. You can go full time into property. I did. So I'm not saying you, it's not impo- it's not possible. But it's for me. I had been doing property, so I really wanted to get into that. Yeah, I, I like that because you know what? I think a lot of people don't start with their actual personal <coughs> goals or, or things they want to achieve. Yeah. They say, "I need ten by lets like you said. Yeah, for what? Yeah. And that for me actually that is now that is the best way to do it. Like I've. I've realized that, that I'm like, okay, cool. This is what I want from property. Yeah. How do I use property to get there? Then as you said, break it down to daily, weekly, yeah. monthly things to be done. Cause, yeah. Because a lot of the, the biggest problem people have, I had it as well, you may have it, is comparison. You know, they're getting, to into, when they're getting into property, it's like comparing that. Sonny's got like 48 units <laughs> and they've done this and their portfolio has gone from 100 grand to 5 million. I want to do that. Yeah. But it's like, you can't do stuff other people do. You're a unique person, yeah. right? And you need to be doing what is work, uh, what works for you, what suits you. Yeah. And even if you do see somebody smashing it, I always look at people that are killing business mm. 
like ultimately, but I look at them and say, if they can do it, I can do it, but I'm only going to do it up to what I need. Yes. And then I'm going to reevaluate, then go big. Because yeah. nobody went from nothing to huge. Yeah. It was all stages. So if you, if somebody's done it, you can do it. And how no many problem. years in business did you say you had before property? 14? Yeah. So for everyone listening and viewing and turning a portfolio from 100K to 5 million, you said? In a year. In a year? People aren't seeing your 14 years because without that, 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 that yeah. w- would you have done that? Maybe. I, would, I don't think I would have had the work ethic and literally exactly. sitting upstairs in my office in my boxer shorts <laughs> every day, just like pounding, calling people, sending letters out to architects, analyzing deals, getting 20 deals, thinking, yep, I'm going to work and all 20 are dead deals. Yep. So it's like, right, start again. It's that mm-hmm. work ethic that I had of buying, selling, building businesses and also my personal development that I did with like my health and fitness mm. going from obese to fit. That discipline I had there, I just incorporated that into what I'm doing now. And, and you know, people don't see that. Yeah. And again, it's like most people say, oh, you've got real good discipline or oh, you've got that work ethic of um, working hard in your own business. But I'm like most people, majority of the world, they work for somebody else. Yeah. If you look at it and you need to be giving yourself props, you have discipline as well. You wake up every day, you go to a job that most people hate, you get the work done, you still finish, then you've got discipline to actually eat food and then make time for yourself. And it's different levels of discipline. Mm-hmm. But when you start enjoying what you're doing, you just run with it. You do. And you know, going back to the comparison piece, people are always going to look at your social media, yeah. or mine or anyone's and say, oh my God, they've achieved this in this time. But it's mm-hmm. like, the standard, you know, the duck, they look peaceful, but they're paddling like crazy. The iceberg, all yeah. these, you know, cliche comparisons. People have not seen your 14 years. And I think we have to emphasize that for the listeners because if they want to achieve what you've achieved in that time, mm. look, it's not impossible without your 14 years. But most cases, most most psychological research and studies support yeah. you need that to get that. Yeah. But again, that's like if you haven't got the experience... Surround yourself with people that Yeah, do. of course. It's still you possible. Pick, you pick up little nuggets. You pick up habits that people take. Mm-hmm. Like with me, when I coach my clients, uh, coaching, mentoring, whether it's on business or mindset, my first thing will be, if you're not going to get into health and fitness, we don't work together. And they okay. say, why? I said, because that's exactly where it started for me. And everybody I work with, when they, again, you look after your body, you release certain endorphins, hormones, you're mm-hmm. positive, you're more focused. And then again, you become more confident about yourself as well. Because yeah. how we look is how we feel, right? And it's like focusing on just key disciplines. Mm. And before you know, a lot of people, they, they overthink things. Like if they want to do something new and then they also get fearful as well. Yes. And like I did one of my videos, I said, if, it's, if you're fearful, it's good. Because on the other side of change, on the other side of fear is change, just mm-hmm. like Will Smith said. But if it's not going to kill you, if you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings, you're not going to break the law, just effing do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just get on with it. You're right. And you know, the, it's interesting, the health and fitness piece that you say to people, look, I'm not going to work with you unless you do it. And I really like that because if I was a coach, I'd probably do the same thing now that you've told me that mm. because I, I've i probably got my discipline also kind of from there. Yeah. But even if I didn't, <clears throat> I know the importance of it. And it doesn't mean gym. It doesn't mean... What, no, no, no. It, it could be anything. Paddle boarding. It, <laughs> it could be... That was for Nick Leading. That was, that was it, for could be, it could be just like, you know, honestly, anything that is exercise a, a hobby. Fitness, move. Yeah. So what you have to do is move is move because that what you get from that in your mindset is just it's ridiculous right we yeah. both know the effects of it and surrounding yourself with people top advice i mean look i'm sitting here with you mm. hang out with people like shabazz and aaron who are doing things here mm. and i'm still here but i pick up things from them yeah and i mean look some people are going to be 
scared. I'm the kind of person who'll jump into a room and say, hi, everyone, and just make friends, yeah? yeah. I, don't, I, I give no crap about anything. Some people, especially if they've worked in employment for a lot of time, are fearful of like, oh, how do I sort of speak to Sunny? How do I get in his group? Like what? So what maybe advice could you give to people who are nervous about, I don't know, trying to get that network that we're talking about? It's really complicated. Ready? <laughs> Be yourself. When you try and become somebody else, people see that. There's no mm. congruency there. Your energy isn't there. And energy is a big thing. So when yeah. you go into a room, if you're shy about speaking to somebody, it's okay. Yeah. You can't just, I'm shy and then cut off. I'm not speaking to anyone. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if you go into a networking event and you're a bit shy, before you get to the event, set yourself a goal. Again, comes down to goals. Yes. I'm going to speak to just one person. Before you've even entered the room, you've already told your unconscious mind that, yep, I need to be looking out for somebody. Even if I see somebody that might look at shy themselves yeah. or just stood in the corner or if somebody stood next to me and they just give me eye contact, you already know, right, I've got a goal to speak to one person. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. And then you follow through. And it's not about going in all loud, proud, happy, clappy. It's like I, when I got into property first, I was that quiet person. Shy yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Like I said to you on that last podcast, I still remember it. <clears throat> I used to go into networking <laughs> events. Come back and my wife used to be like, so how was it? And I was like, it was rubbish. What did you do? I just stood there. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, she's like, what do you expect? And she gave me the advice, like, go in with a purpose. Yeah. You know, like, go in and just be, okay, I need to speak to one person. And then not just speak, hi, I'm Sunny. Like, about what? Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. Have a purpose. Okay, I need, I'm really, like, getting into property and I've got an architect and I've got a surveyor or I've got a broker. I really need to find a builder. So whoever I speak to, I'm going to say, are you a builder? Do you know anybody? Would you recommend a builder? Then that way you've already set your conversation up in your head and you've got an outcome to get. That's very complex. Goals advice, is key in every single field that you do. Honestly. I think and it's it not is, rocket science. It's not. I mean, like speak to X many people every time, increase it, increase it. But also to add to your point about the kind of goals. Oh, sorry, and another, another one. If uh, you're shy about networking, try and grab a friend and go with them. Oh yeah, 100%. Because again, sometimes when confident. you're on your own, you just like, even if they're not confident, you just say, look, you're shy, I'm shy, if they are, if that's the scenario, let's just both go together. Yeah, yeah. And then you both, I don't know, you just grow in our own way. You do, and I think <clears throat> having them there, yeah. even if they're just, uh, for, you know, at the end of the room, it yeah. gives you confidence to then yeah. do your thing. Um, but also one thing that I think makes people lack confidence sometimes is like not knowing their value. So let's say mm. I'm... Let's say I'm an electrician, right? Let's make it really obvious. I go to a networking event. I'm thinking, oh my God, I have no properties. I, I don't have a network. I mean, who's going to want to talk to me? Mm. They're like, mate, everyone wants to talk to you. Yeah. Because you're the biggest problem in our in our build team often is, is the tradesman. So if you're a decent electrician, then mate, everyone's going to be your friend. Mm. Same with the architect. Even if you're like a marketer, yeah. hi, speak, we're marketers, really, we are. Yeah. So there's value in that. If, Whatever you do in life, whether you're a lawyer or something, you have value for someone else. Whether you can take good pictures, you know, film good videos. So don't forget the value that you bring into that room because yeah. it's always there, right? And a lot of the time people don't have the value, they don't perceive they've got the value because again, every single day we have over 70,000 thoughts a day. So your just mind is bombarded with stuff and you don't actually recognize and give yourself credit for what you've done. So even if you think, okay, I've got, I'm going to this event and I've got no value. Just ask yourself the empowering question of, okay, cool. How have I helped somebody in the past? Or how has my skill or craft benefited somebody? If it's like an electrician, be like, well, yeah, I've done like a 50 jobs and all these people needed me in that place. Yeah. That's the value I bring. Even if you're new into it and you're into HR or something, or you're, even if you're working at a Starbucks, right? And you go into a networking event, what value can I bring? 
I can give people value on what the best coffee is. It's still value. Everyone drinks coffee, so yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, we've all got that talent there. It's just about believing in yourself as well. Okay. And, you know, with your coaching, you obviously look at business and mindset. Now, when it comes to mindset, what are some of the common, uh, what's the word, common concerns or worries that people have with, let's say, property in particular, when, when they come to you? Uh, stress, procrastination, uh, fear. Of unknown? Of, of doing it. Okay. And self-confidence of themselves. Okay. Just so basically what we've discussed now yeah, yeah, is yeah. the whole common theme. So when you say stress, do you mean that people come to you and say, right, I'm overwhelmed, I'm doing too much, I'm stressed? Or are they preempting the stress? They're stressed in where they are now and they want to get to the next level. Okay. But they're just stressed about that as well. Stressed in the <laughs> fact that stress because property looks awkward it looks difficult yes. i haven't got the money i haven't got the knowledge yes. all of that just builds up into stress and anxiety and it freeze right can't do it mm-hmm. whereas when i show them like i started exactly where you were yeah, with yeah. no knowledge i went on and again you don't have to do courses you read books bookshelf there yeah I'll come around if you want to read a book <laughs> Uh, books, podcasts. online, podcasts. Podcasts are huge now. Huge, man. You can learn huge. so much from that. And it's just about taking little nuggets. I know mm. some people, they say, I know everything about property or business or mindset. I'm like, okay, cool. Good for you. For me, I will always say, I don't know everything. You know, yeah. people, I had one guy, he goes, yeah, you're a mindset guru. I was like, no, 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 no. Never call me a damn guru. <laughs> you're not okay. It's a case of like, you can always be learning stuff. Yes. Even if you go to an event, you say, I know property, I know mindset, I know business. Um, I know social media. Go in with the intention. I'm gonna pick up just one small nugget. You can't know the bullshit. You just can't. Exactly. You and can't. then you learn one thing. Bonus. Hmm. And you know, as a coach, right? Like the coaching industry and the and, and education industry both are separate, but they're similar. Mm-hmm. You know, they help people and it's kind of personal and stuff. Can you know has a can have a bad name, especially yeah. in property. You've got lots of trainers. You know, we're speaking about today getting sued for this, getting done for that. Lots of people chatting and there's kind of an anti-course movement, shall we say, right? 100%. So you obviously went on a course, you liked it. I've had the guy on, on you know, I had Lloyd on the podcast. I liked him, etc. I haven't done any courses. I haven't paid for any. Um, and, and again, this may be a bit broader advice. Two questions. The first one is, how would you advise someone, if they do want to go on a course, if they're set on it, mm-hmm. how would you advise them to find a course that is actually going to be good? Uh, feedback from other people. Okay. Speak to people. Like, genuinely, like, if you're looking and you say, Sonny, this company, I'm looking to go with them. If I've got experience, ask me. Mm-hmm. If I haven't, ask me, do I know anybody? Mm-hmm. Find from the people that have actually done it and then also research those people as well. The, pe- the, the trainers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Most of the time, honestly, you can just, like, again, we were complaining about the property industry and the business coaching, mindset coaching. You can tell a lot of the time what people are being fake. You know what you we can, can yeah. But yeah, very true, yeah. But, and and a lot of people, a lot of people listening can. Mm. But you go to these events, you got people run into the bat with a credit card. You know, one of my friends went one to these events, and he, they were like kids, they're like 16, 17 year olds, buying courses, and he goes to them, "Yo, like, dude, do you know what you're getting in for? Do you, have you got the money?" They were like, "No, but I want properties." And again, and that, like, yeah. so again, not everyone can spot it, right? Yeah, okay. okay, let me reframe that then. So the case of that is, if somebody's pitching you an idea of getting into property or starting your business, um, if they're giving you all the goods that you can get, all the positives, <laughs> yes. be wary of that. Because if they're just giving you everything like, yeah, so you buy a property, you're going to make a thousand pound a month. It's like, 
Okay, and then they don't say, but some months you may make £200. Like, if they're not giving you the reality, yeah. they're hiding something again. And because they're only doing it to actually make more money in the courses. Intr- and you know what? What you're saying Because is- even when I speak, yesterday I was speaking at White Box, and I was saying, look, property, uh, land development is very, very rewarding, but it's very, very hard. Mm. Uh, do not expect to do the course today and Monday have your first deal. You're going to have ups and downs. Be prepared for that. But whatever career you're in was not getting day one and you're on 100 grand a year. It started somewhere. So just be weary of that to put in the hard work um, and to have a lot of more no's than yeses. And I think... Always be honest. Yeah, I think also what you're what you're saying is if it sounds easy, yeah, you probably shouldn't yeah. be going for it because a lot of courses, look, you know, credit to where credit do, they help lots of people, lots of... 100%, yeah. Even the, even the bird ones have success stories, yeah. you know. So I think it's like you have to kind of go in with, look, whatever deal they're offering there, they're going to offer next week. It's not on only at this time. You can always call and be like, yeah. listen, give me the deal on it. Um, be careful with your money. Mm. Thirdly, are there alternatives? Because look, we're both about education. Mm. We clearly are. I see the bookshelf. I see what you, the courses you've been on, the things you've done, NLP, etc. But there's also an argument of, look, there's a balance. Are you getting what you paid for? Do you need this course or could you, me- like I message you, right? Because you put a post up saying, it's like a year ago, people, if you need, if you want to get to know someone, reach out to them. I said, yo, doing what you said. Hello. And then, <laughs> what? And, and here we are now. Yeah. And look, and I, you know, I know I can, if I see land in Wales, which is usually worthless. I, I don't invest in Wales. Don't, don't ever call me about <laughs> land in Wales. No. But, but I know I can call you and be like, hey, if I was going to build on this, what's the deal? Yeah. Which I have. Yeah. About conversions and stuff like that. And you've, you've saved me money with ease because of your knowledge. So the networking piece is super, super important. Now, let me just go back to that, the whole, the property course side of things. And I know like saying, yeah, if it's too good to be true, um, question it. But again, like you said, like courses, like property courses and stuff like that, they are beneficial as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got the money, go in, not with the mindset of they're gonna change my life. Yes. The mindset of I have to take action on what they're teaching. Because courses do give good content. Right? But a lot of the yeah, time, agree, people yeah. go into it saying, okay, I'm just going to pay and it's going to happen for me. Yeah. You have to be willing to actually put the hard work in. And the only reason I think courses are getting a bad name, not all of them, but certain ones, is because there's no like sort of, um, what would I say, like criteria of somebody who's joining. Interesting. Like say, okay, what is your current position? Because I know some business coaches, they go through a stringent thing of saying, okay, where are you now? Mm. How much fun, How many funds have you got? Are you putting this course, like, is this your be all and end all? You've given us our money yeah. and then you have nothing? Or are you comfortable enough to do this? Or maybe go no off and do that this question. and come back and do it again? And like for me, it's like anybody works with me, before we even have a conversation, I say, fill out this questionnaire. And again, it's about who they are, where they are in life. And then we'll have our first call. And even when I send that out, I say, this is your first test. So if you get it back to me within 24 hours, it shows you're serious. At a push, I'll give you 48 hours because obviously everybody's busy. Mm. I say it takes 20 minutes to step away for 20 minutes, fill it out. Some people haven't sent it back to me for about three months. And then they say, Sonny, I'm interested in thinking. I said, that was your actual test. <laughs> you failed at step one, but let's see where it goes. And again, it's just like, you need to be, again, property courses, they are very good. But again, the people getting into them, you have to know that you have to put the hard work in. So, Sonny, you put a post up recently saying, we're all going to die. I did put a post up saying, we're all going to die. And it wasn't a morbid post, was it? Tell us more about it. Uh, so, the reason I put the post up, we're all going to die, is again, I come across so many people that want to do something, 
but put it off for the most lamest reasons. Mm. And it's like, oh, I'll do it in a week's time. I'll do it in a year's time. I'll do it in six months. And too many people live like we're going to be here forever. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I always say to people, we have an expiry date. You know how you have some people and they say, oh, it's my birthday in a week. I can't wait. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, every day is your frigging birthday. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be my next video, by the way. And again, every day is your birthday. Like you wake up in the morning, you're blessed. That is the biggest gift ever. And anything that you want to achieve in life, go and do it before you expire. We're I not like here that. forever. you got a piece of food that you like, one of your favorite foods, and it's got an expiry date. You'll try and eat that before it finishes. Oh, and you won't throw it in the bin. Yeah, wait. Whereas with our life, we, we don't know. There's, it just says best before, and then it's blank. <laughs> That's it. So it's I like, like that. focus on doing everything in your power that you can that makes you happy, makes you money, and gives you freedom to do whatever the hell you want. Live your best life. 100%. You know what? I think a lot of people have this common phrase, probably going to piss you off, pisses me off when they say, one day. One day, yeah. One day I'll do this. One day I'll get that. Oh, one day Equals I'll buy property. No day. Equals no day. You Then 20 years later, oh, Sunny, one day, innit? One day. One day. What you should do is switch that around and say day one. Today is yeah, day that Jay Shea one. put that the other yeah, day, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what you need to say. Yeah. Just switch it. And when you're like, oh, crap. Just move the words around and it changes it changes the whole meaning of it, right? Yeah. So start now. Um, and even if you're, you know, no one's going to be at your level tomorrow. Yeah. People need to know this. They're going to be at your level however long it takes. They should look at you and say, oh, he, he took this long. Right, I'm going to beat that. Yeah. I'm going to do it in less time. That's the same thing I did. Exactly. If somebody's achieved something, you can act. That just shows it's possible. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is right. If he's done it or she's done it, I'm going to go do it. 100%. So now for the podcast, we have some crowdsourced questions. We were meant to answer this with Aaron, Shabazz, and Hardeep, who've also been on the podcast, yeah. but they ain't here. So, um, sorry, yes. boys. Yeah, yeah, sorry, boys. Sorry, just, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Peace and love on that. It's just going to be sunny. <laughs> so, uh, ooh, here's an interesting one from Bertha. says, how many failures did you have before you succeeded? Hmm. So, you Hi, answer Bertha. it how you, how you want. Okay, Bertha, thank you for the question. Uh, how many failures did I have before I succeeded? I cannot remember how many. So that many? That many. Failures happen all the time. But okay. for me, back in the day, I used to look at as a failed day. Even if I did one or two things that I was successful at, I still looked at that as a failed day. Whereas now I look at, even if I'm having a rubbish day or a busy day, as long as I get one thing done, that's mm. one step closer to where I want to be. So then there's yes. no failure day. The only failure is if you don't do something. Because again, even if you take action on something and you fail... It's not a failure, it's a learning. You need to tweak yes. it and stuff. So, okay, I learned this. How can I not let this happen again next time? Whether it's a friend that's let you down, whether it's a business partner that's done something different, mm. whether a business or a career that you've done and you've failed at it miserably. Okay, how did I fail? Yes. I am never going to do that again. You know, there's no such thing as failure. But in order to get to success, you also have to say, people say like, I want to be successful. Okay, what is successful? Break yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. Have a tangible target. So, okay, that is, for me, equals success. Success is Same different for all of us. Yeah. Success, like, and I think Gary Vee says it really well. He, I know he's very American about it, but he's always like, look, if you want a nine to five till you die, happy days. Yeah. If you want to be an entrepreneur and get gray hairs when you're 20, happy days. Mm. Success is what it is to you, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, what does success mean to you? If you, no, if you summarize success in three words, what would it be? It's for different you? because for me, I have, I change, like, like I said, the importance of setting goals is paramount to anything you want to do in life whether it's in your personal life your business or your career uh for me i change my goals probably every three months when yeah. i change okay. i update them i'm saying update yeah, my yeah. goals so again for success for me 
success for me is for just basically financially would be to I think about twenty thousand pounds a month. Okay, that'd be success for me. So we're not far off. Um, personally, would be to wake up and work when I want, uh, and I do. Yeah. So you could say successful in that. But then my next goal is to inspire as many people as I can and change other people's lives through mindset and business coaching. And that, for me, is going to be a continuous goal. And I think you're doing it even outside of your coaching, your Facebook posts. Yeah. Look at the comments. I have people from America, um, Holland, India. Um, Where's the other one that freaked me out? I think it was in Poland or something. I didn't even know I had friends in Poland. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I loved your post. And like I was having a really rubbish day today. And I just love seeing your... Again, I'm very funny and random on my Instagram and Facebook stories. <laughs> yeah, so they love seeing my stories. Your chest sing, dancing and your singing. little hats. And, you know. Yeah, and again, like a post, just putting a post out and it's inspired somebody's day when they're having a rubbish time just to read something mm. to say, actually, that makes sense. Okay, life isn't that bad. You know, life is what you make it. Too many people complain about this is happening to me. It's not happening to you. It's happening because of you. Mm. Uh, you're bringing the sunshine in. Damn right. To, to put it simply. Yeah. And, you know, Bertha has another question, which is really good. Bertha um, gets two. She gets two because she has four, but I'm, I'm going to give it to Bertha. <laughs> what do you do to look after your mental fitness? Okay. There's a number of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation. Very yep. key. What would you do? You use Headspace or Calm? Or? Headspace. Cool. So Headspace, uh, preferably if you can do it in the morning and the evening. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, I only do it in the evening. Yeah, I only do it again. in the evening as well, yeah. What else? Journaling, mindset, what else? Journaling, what, what do you write down? Give me an example. Just how I feel. Sometimes okay. like, if you're having a rubbish day, you just write how you feel. Get it out. Let it out. Interesting. When you keep it in, you start believing it. Yeah. When you've written it and wrote it out. But again, on my mindset, I'd say a lot of the things I do for my mindset health is health and fitness. So I go in gym, I love doing mm-hmm. that. Water, stay hydrated, your yep. brain thingies. I look at everything as a positive. So even if yep. there's a negative, there's always, always, always a positive out of it. Yeah, I see. So that. I always try and flip it for a positive. And I focus on the language I use as well and my physiology. You notice I'm always smiling, right? Yeah. Pretty much most of the time. It takes 26 muscles to smile and it takes 62 muscles to frown. So you use less muscles to have a better outcome. And then most people are like grumpy and stuff and they're like, Oh, feeling rubbish, I haven't got any energy. It's because you're using more muscles, you're draining yourself by, you're in control of putting yourself in that situation. And I always manage my emotions by looking at things like you'll sometimes, somebody will have an opinion about you. Most people about oh, that person said this about me or, okay, is it an opinion or a fact? If it's an opinion, you're welcome to it. It's not a fact, I'm going to carry on with my life. And take it as feedback. Because yeah. they, they could be hating back, you could think, yeah. No, what they're right. Maybe mm-hmm. I should say thank you. Yeah, because not everybody's perfect. I'm not yeah. perfect. You're not perfect. But it's like you take on learnings every single day to become a better person and more empowered in who you are. Yeah, I, I love the emotional control bit. For anyone who mm-hmm. hasn't read about stoicism, check out Ryan Holiday and read about it. Because also, mm-hmm. smiling releases endorphins and neurotransmitters that are positive. Yeah. So just by smiling, you actually biologically feel better. And by not smiling and being moody, you release cortisol, yeah. you feel stressful and you gain weight. I want is, so, this is on podcast right now. Yeah, everything. I want everybody that's listening to this podcast, including you, uh, to stick a big grin on your face. Big smile. I feel happy already. Now try and be upset. You can't. Nah, I love my Right? Face. So it's like, I'm not saying walk around with a big grin on your face all the time. Like, hey everybody, it's me, you know? But just smile more often. Your yes. results will be better. 100%. Love that. Smiling is super powerful. And music um, as well. Music, music helps. I love music. Yeah, I've seen your videos. Music definitely Music helps. is the answer. So we've got a question from AJ Richmond. So AJ I'm, Richmond. So I'm going to try to read it in his accent, but I might not be too good. 
he says, what's Sonny's biggest point for a positive mindset? Which I think we've kind of covered. How does he achieve it? And what's his one point to adv- that he would advise, or one piece of advice to achieve positivity? That's AJ. difficult to bloody get that. Sorry, AJ, that was terrible. <laughs> he's he's got a thick accent. I was just trying to get it, get it right. <laughs> uh, again, AJ, I know him very well. Uh, he knows all my techniques and stuff. Um, What's the one? If you had one, I mean, we might have said it already. What would that one be? What was the question again? Your accent just threw me <laughs> off, man. I was trying to... What's, what's your one piece of advice to maintain a positive mindset despite hardship? There's not just one, though. It's, it has to be a combination. Okay, go on. Give me a combination. Go on. Combination is first, a positive mindset, again, is the kind of people you surround yourself with as well. That's a big, big, big thing. Like, we might want to be successful, positive, entrepreneurial, make money, do what makes us happy, but the people that we surround ourselves with are the total polar opposites and they're bringing you down. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Go down with them. Yep. So again, your network is very key. Uh, smiling more often, looking at things in a positive, more positive mm-hmm. attitude, uh, health and fitness, um, meditation. I'm just saying everything before, but yeah, so it has to be a combination. It has to be. It's and not just one thing because some people, they get anxious over stuff and they're like, okay, that thing makes me anxious. But then they're not working on their mindset elsewhere. When they come back to here, they're just like, okay, that, that screws with my mindset. Yeah, and I think, you know what, is to add on to that, it goes back to stoicism. And Shakespeare said it, I think, really well. Nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yeah. Like this chair, if it broke, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I make it a bad thing. Yeah. The fact that like you've painted the walls white, there's no emotion, yeah. but it is a positive thing you've attached to it. Yeah. So I think what a lot of people do is they attach emotions to think, oh, agent said no to rent to rent. Oh, you know, the vendor didn't accept my offer. I spent 20 deals. They all failed. Oh, but it's like, whatever. That's not good or bad. For me to get my first deal in land development, um, I analyzed and offered on between 150 and 200 deals to get my first one. That's a lot. Three months consistently, bang, 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 every single day upstairs in my in my um, office. In your boxes. In my boxes. <laughs> in my boxes. Just think... sat there just thinking, it's going to work. It's going to work. It will come one day. And you just keep going. Because yeah. I didn't look at the nose as a failure. Yes. I said, okay, cool. That's not the one for me. Again, yeah, everything yeah. happens for a reason as well. Yes. So I I'm not, I've not got that deal for whatever reason. I'm not going to give focus to that as well. And Yeah, 100%. And you know what? It, that, that on a separate note for property investors, that is really inspiring to hear. Mm. It, it might not sound like it because you suffered through 250 bloody things. But for us to hear that, it's like, oh, damn, yeah. it takes us that long. Yeah. So if everyone listening who's in land or even in just buy to let, I've got... Mm. 60 offers out right now. See? None of them accepted. There you go. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not and then the, And on to, off the back of that, other people, if they had put 60 offers in to get a property and they all failed, what's the positive in that? I actually offered on frigging 60 deals. I know how to analyze 60 deals. Done. I know a deal that doesn't work and I know those deals weren't for me. Flip it again. Yeah, 100%. Not like, man, I've done 60 deals, I don't know what to do. It's just what you attach, the meaning you attach to things yeah. is what they are. Nothing is good or bad. The next question is from Naim. Uh, Naim. I think that's how you say his name Naim. properly. It's a Persian name. What has been your most expensive mistake? Could be money or could be fitness. A- a- any sort of expense to you. Ooh, that's, good a good, question. That's, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's tasty. Mine tasty. is probably like buying expensive cheese and I forgot to eat it. <laughs> 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 I've been, I've been... Uh, most expensive... I think, again, it goes down to mindset. For me, the most expensive one has no monetary value because, mm-hmm. again, I'm not a very materialistic person. I used to be. Yeah. Uh, not anymore because I know what... You're from Slam, man. you got to be. That's London, yeah. boys, like, proper. 
No, I don't say us. I'm not, I'm not one of you anymore. <laughs> sound like um, I think the biggest uh, mistake was not looking after my mindset and personal development. Focusing too much on money, not on myself. The minute I flipped that, because again, with not focusing on that, went through stress, anxiety, depression, uh, flipped it. And now I am me and people love me. I draw people towards me, the energy. <laughs> And I'm more successful than I ever have been, but I'm more happier than I ever could have thought. Interesting. Okay. So that, again, I always say like it's not about the most expensive mistake you made externally on a monetary value, because that's when people get it twisted of how much money have I spent and lost? Or how much yeah. did this deal lose me? Okay, you spent that money, you lost it, you can go off and make it again. That deal didn't make you that money, you'll find another deal. Yeah. That business yeah, yeah, yeah. was a flop, go start another business. Yes. Whereas when you ruin yourself, you can't, Unless you pick it up at the right time, you don't have another body to go and or That's another true. mind to go thingy. That's very... Flip your thinking, baby. I like that. Flip the script. Yes. Next question is from Tally. Tally Sanger. I don't know if you met him. Up North Liverpool. No. No, no he, this is... He's a Brumet. Yeah, he's a Brumet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's I know. Proper, he's we, had a good, proper, we had a good night out in um, Oh, there you did. He's got a proper Brumet accent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm asking his accent, I will. He says... Um, <laughs> How, how can you approach an investor? He does not talk like that. He <laughs> does not talk like that. I, I try how can you approach an investor if you've got no previous experience, but you've got passion? So how can you say, right, lend me a hundred grand, hmm. but I've got no deals to back it. And I asked you this as well, actually, quite early on. You can't. Okay, pa interesting. Pa passion don't pay the bills, man. So if you, so that what these property... Okay, so for, for instance, you go as we, you've got passion, you go to an investor... Saying what? I'm looking for money. I'm looking for money. I've got a deal. Here's the deal. It starts. I'll give you first charge. All that stuff. Okay. He's. I guess he's kind of asking. Okay, cool. So there is a deal. How right. do you give him the source? How do you approach him? I would approach the investor and saying, again, I always say, be open and honest in who you are. Do not try and put on a front just because the person's got money. Mm -hmm. People with money don't really, they care about the money, but they care about the people more so who they're investing with. Yes. So be open and honest with you, um, with them, sorry, of who you are. And then explain the deal, but then if they've got if they're putting in the funds, you found the deal, but then you have no experience, be open about that as well. And then you have no experience, but then ask yourself, okay, even if the investor does invest, how am I gonna get the job done? Yes. Do I need an external power team? Do I need to work with somebody with experience? What do I need to do? So de-risk it for you and the fix, investor. Yeah, fix that. And then the investor will be open to that. Say, okay, cool, he's got passion, fair enough, he's got a deal, he has no experience. The investor may have a bit of experience. The investor may know somebody. But again, if you you want to be sort of like carving out roots of when I get the investor and I've got the property deal, how do I go about doing it? Hence why I said previously in the other bit that you need to be networking with loads of people, finding the right people that will fit your business model. Yes. And then you will have investors that will say no. Yeah, of you course. You've got no experience and that's fine. You need to respect that as well. No, yeah. that investor didn't invest in me. What a tool. <laughs> no, because everybody's different. Like yeah. me, I said to you earlier on when we were making coffee, when I speak to multi-millionaires now, they see a younger version of me, that younger version of them in me. In you, yeah. They see yeah. you're very passionate, you're energetic, you're positive, you're working towards what you want and that's exactly who we were back then. So a lot of the time, mm. there's investors that resonate you on with you on a personal level, not just on the deal side. I like that. I like, and again, it's how you view it. The investor didn't invest in you now. Yeah. But that's no today. Yeah. It's not no tomorrow. It's not no in a year. Yeah. So see it that Even way. Even Mark Barrett, our accountant, he, um, when I started first, I said, like, do you know anybody with funds? He goes, I've got people that have funds, um, but they won't work with you unless you've gone out and done something yourself. 
And I was fair like, enough. okay, fair enough. So I went about it. So I, I, I said, okay, cool. That's not going to happen with those people. Yeah. But then, again, ask ev- out of everything, ask yourself the question, okay, that's not going to work there. What's the next step? Yes. How can I do this? Solution focused. Exactly. Not problem Not problem. You want problems in life because if you don't have problems, you're doing the same shit every day. And you'll be bored as well. Like, problems, as much as we, they annoy us, they are yeah. really fun. Which we, is and when I tell people, look forward to problems, they're like, oh, no. But it's like, okay, flip it. Look forward to a problem because what's on the other side of it? Success, learnings, money, 100%. time, freedom. 100%. I've learned that. Looking and confidence back at, as well. Looking back at deals where I'm like, oh, the solicitor pissed me off, the bridge pissed me off. I'm actually like, let's do it again. And you you know, know, even, like, even, we've been doing it all our life in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is I need to get from year six to year seven. What do I have to do? I have to take my exams and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so you just shut up and knuckle down. And if you pass, you pass. If you don't, you retake it, you move on. You don't think, I've got stress, anxiety, depression, I'm going to... You know, it's like, okay, so the older we get, the more we expect life to get easier. Yeah, but yeah. But you want bigger things as well. So you can't expect everything that you've done to this point to get you to the next level. You have to adapt as well. I'm on fire today, man. You is on fire. Woo. Next question, again from Tali Sanger, and this is, this is for both of us, I guess. Personal branding, top tips. What can or would you do suggest for personal branding? Let's give three each. Go on, then. you go. Okay. It. So the first one I would give is be yourself. You've said this a lot. Everyone says it. That was going to be my number one. Oh. Stolen. What can I say? Hey, listen, um, you need to be yourself. No one wants to see Sunny's in a denim and a t-shirt. I'm in a t-shirt. This is me. I do public speaking in a t-shirt. I know you do in a t-shirt and like a, a blazer. Yeah, it got to look smart. Isn't it? Yeah, this is who we are. Don't, you know, if you're a Mark Zuckerberg dressing kind of guy, stay that way. Don't put a suit on. If you have an accent or you, you think you talk in a funny way or you gesture, keep it. Embrace it. People connect with you. People like you because of who you are. Yeah. People like me because of who they are. Mm. People don't like us because of who we are. Yeah. That's normal. Uh, the second piece is be visible. It's all good having a great personality and being yourself. But if you're not posting, you're not consistently doing it, you're not out there and people can't see you, then mm. are you going to be noticed? If you're going yeah. into a room like Sunny and just not talking to anyone back in the day, yeah. you have no visibility. Um, and also, visibility is your CV. How do I know that you're a property investor? I've seen your investor pack. I can go see your, your houses that you've built. I can go see your plans. I see your videos. Proof. Mm. You're investable. Done. Um, last one is... Be consistent. This applies to every aspect of business, of life, everything. Further into what I said and what Sunny's going to say to you, you have to do all of this and the mindset practice and mindfulness, meditation, everything consistently. So make sure you're setting aside half an hour or an hour a day and post and comment and like. Use your dead time, like, you know, waiting on the toilet. Are you waiting for me to set stuff up? <laughs> you, could have, you could have been commenting and stuff, right? You yeah. could have been doing stuff. So um, use your dead time. So those are my three. What's your three? Mine, again, number one, be yourself. Uh, you have to, have to, have to be yourself because you can't be anybody else. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're just going to crash, burn out. People will see that there's no congruency in who you are and who you're being. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two... Give value to people. Yes. Value is key. Again, like you can be the nicest person in the world, but if you're not helping somebody, it's not really going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And thirdly, entertain people. Everybody likes to smile. Everybody likes to be in the feel good vibes. And every time you're entertained, whether it's doing something silly or something, um, what's the word? Spontaneous. People like that. And then sometimes when there's a shy person or somebody that's not that confident, says, actually, he's just being himself. And the funny thing is that even with me and my branding, like clothing brand, Sunny Mahal, me, who I am, 
when I meet, when people see me online, social media, videos, content, and then when they meet me in person, they're like, you're the same person. <laughs> and I was like, and? And they say, no, 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 no. We don't see this that often. They said, we see one person online wow. being a different person. And then in, pers- in, in person, they've either not got the time for us or they're just rude or they're, they're, it, there's wow. no matching consistency, which to me sort of blew my mind because I'm, I'm like, how can you be? You two, told me two, this before and I was like, yeah. yeah how can you be either. two, three different people in one? And the I, I more you are yourself, that helps other people. Hope that helps, Tally. No, it definitely will. And the last question from the crowd is from Daniel Hennessy. Have you met him yet? I've not, you know. Liverpool, right? Really nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing his accent. Daniel Hennessy, Red Plum Property, professional <laughs> property <laughs> yeah, developer and investor. Landed accents. Yeah, so, Shani, uh, what is it you look for in a business or product to make you believe it will work? So, like, your clothing brand and whatnot, how do you know, like, this is going to work? It's a product that people want. How do you know? You have to be, it has to be something that people want. So again, market research, due diligence, all that kind of stuff. You have to have passion in what you do as well. So you have to believe it will work. Mm-hmm. And then when you do your market research, you get that feedback, two and two go together. Okay, cool. I think it'll work. Other people think it'll work. But then also, again, it's market research, seeing a gap. What problem is it solving? A product that way. Like, there's, there's, look for solving the problem. And again, I'm not the first person saying this. Look to solve a problem and the business idea will come to you. Yeah, absolutely. The world. It's like the new business idea that we're doing. It's just solving a problem. But then also, when you if there's already a solution for it, look at that solution rather than reinventing the wheel. Look at a solution that people are using currently and see how you can better it, whether mm-hmm. it's through product, design, price, value. I think the world's best businesses are solving a problem. Yeah. And you might think, oh, how is Nike solving a problem? You want to go for a run? What do you need? No. You want it? So I think every business out there is solving a problem. And you know, a lot of people get business ideas from life. They just, oh, this is a like, yeah. problem. Let me, I mean, conveyancing is, is such a bloody problem. Mm. That's ripe for everyone, someone to fix, yeah. you know, using blockchain or using whatever. Mm. Or just make but it again, like having a product that solves a solution, a problem is just one point. Mm-hmm. But the next thing is, well, I think the first, well, they, they go hand in hand, really. Without one or the other, your business will fail. Uh, especially in this day and age, is again goes back to Tally's other question: personal brand, mm-hmm. branding, yes. of, branding Smoking image branding, of yeah. the product. If your branding is off, nobody gives a damn about your product. That's why Nike. You say somebody wants to go running, they put shoes on because you think of that because they're so sick at running. <laughs> they're, right? from, they're incredible. They're yeah. everywhere, and it costs money as well. That's the thing. Not like a life-changing amount to start with you can always start with small yeah but i would say with that like tell everybody what you're doing give people products or sell it at a cheap price to get people in get feedback criticism retweet your product and then move on again and don't be afraid to take a stand because we're speaking about nike it's important to talk about colin kaepernick you know they they you know colin kaepernick no. So NFL player, he basically kneeled during the anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. obviously it's the most yes. disgusting country in the world. Anyway, moving on. He was basically protesting that, and obviously he lost his job, blah, 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 all this stuff. Because it's... Anyways, now Nike picked him and said, you are now the face of Nike. Yeah. And you got to think, America's full of dumb, uneducated people. Mm. As soon as this happened, hillbillies were like, I'm burning my Nikes. I don't like Nike no more. They're they going to side with him. He's not patriotic. And they lost, like... That's a good accent. Thank you. They lost a lot of their customers... But I think their revenue went up by like 30%. Yeah. And look how fat their revenue is. Because again, that, that's again, them sticking to their values and beliefs. Yes. And other people see the congruency in that. And they match that. Okay. Cool. And that's a risk. I get that. And what the thing they is, they're doing it to play with, not play with people's emotions, but actually like register with people's emotions to say, okay, this is what he did, why he did it. This is why we're bringing him yeah. on board. There's more people 
for that rather than against it. Yeah. And, you know, I say to people, look, people are like, oh, should I give my opinion? Should I not when it comes to their product or personal brand? Mm. And there's a bit of a tangent. But I always say, look, yes, because if you're boring and you're on the fence, you're not yeah. going gonna to have loads more followers because yeah. you're neutral, but they're not going to be engaged with you. If you have an opinion and you share that, yes, you're going to lose 30% of people. Mm. But that's fine because that 70% are closer with you because they're like, yo, yeah. me and Sunny are on the same level, right? So that's the, the crowdsourced questions done. Done. We're pretty much at the end of the podcast. <gasps> I'm going to give you a quick fire round. I'm about to make up on the spot. Top three books. Ooh. You can look yeah. at the shelf if you want to yeah. get inspiration. And so start with why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Robbins, that personal power. Um, and um, what's the other one? Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Top three podcasts. You can say Tej Talks for all top three. <laughs> yeah, just disclaimer. I'm not going to do it in any top order. <laughs> I would say Ted Talks, uh, Aaron's Find Your Voice, yes. and Ed Milet. Very good. Yep, yeah, very good podcasts. Uh, last top three is what are your top three goals mm-hmm. for the next sort of few years? Personal fitness, number of haircuts per week, because you do get two. Twice. Twice a week. <laughs> Crazy. Um, what, what are your goals? Uh, my main goal for the next five years is to become Forbes Top 40 Under 40 Influencer. So that's happening. And how old are you? 35. You, you you got less wrinkles than me, which I'm a bit annoyed about. It's all right. So I have smiled more often, isn't it? That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> God, take me on board. <laughs> Smiling is key, man. Uh, Forbes top 40 under 40. Uh, another goal is have a family. But obviously, that's, that's stringy anyway. Um, and hmm, what's my other goal? Just have more time, man. And smile yeah. people. And again... They all have a ripple effect. Forbes Top 40 under 40 is about being an influencer, then that goes on to changing more yep. people's lives, then that's going to change in my life. Um, but yeah, leave a legacy, man. Help people genuinely. I like that. And be there for them. Just picturing a little baby in like a sunshine state of mind. Little, 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 little Mrs. Sunshine. Cute. Oh, okay. Mrs. Sunshine. Awesome. If people want to get a hold of you to talk about your coaching, to talk about fitness, to just say hi, yep. what's the best way they should do it? Social media, please. Uh, so on Facebook, you can find me at Sunny Mahal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, Sunny Mahal Official. Uh, I actually just set up my TikTok account yesterday. I'm setting mine up at the moment. Sunny yep, Mahal yep. Official again. Oh, you're gonna make some funny videos on there. Yeah, I can imagine. So I'm looking forward to. That. I was already thinking of some <laughs> random ideas last night. Um, I said, but then again, I have to keep it still on point with my branding. Yeah, yeah. I can't of course. go too crazy and see. But you do have dog ears and chest dances, so you are a bit silly, isn't it? And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Standard. Um, Amazing. I think, yeah, that's it really. And again, if anybody was looking for business or mindset coaching, whether it's suffering from anxiety, stress, depression, fear, procrastination, and they want to make more money in their business or career, or even have a career shift, like that's what I've done myself and I'm damn well good at it. And again, I can work with people that are only, only the people that qualify as well. So I won't just work with anybody just for the money. It's about if I can impact you and your life 110%, I will say yes. If it's 90%, I will say no. Awesome. And if you do speak to Sunny, just mention Tej Talks. Yes. Um, promo code. Promo code, yeah, Tej Talks. Uh, awesome. Well, Sunny, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, we'll do this in another year, I'm sure. Six months. Let's do six months. Six months. Are you in six months? And then if I can get in your... I have to book it now. And then, then, and then also, in five years, we'll book that in now for Forbes Top 40. 100%. Five years. Am I going to be able to get hold of you then? Because you're going to be... 20, like, 2024 feels like ages away. It does feel like... You're, you're going to be on the papers. You're going to... You know what I mean? You can be drive past me and I'm going to be like, oh, I used to know that guy. FaceTime, mate. even if we can't get together. <laughs> That's what phones are for, man. That's Across true. The world. By then, it'll just be that. Also, it's on stage. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.